0: Welcome to Here's Teresa on Talk Zone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national
1: and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning. Good morning to all of my fantastic listeners. This is Teresa E. Keeves, your host for here's Teresa, broadcasting on the GreatTalkZone.com internet international radio, and um, it's good that I'm talking with you, listeners. You know, I miss you as as um usual, and I'm always happy to be uh, talking with you. We're going to have two fantastic guests uh, that will be joining us. They are um you know, friends and home, um, to the show, Reginald C. Campbell, um, mental health therapist and Michelle Kubas, who is business coach will be joining us uh shortly. And, um, but I want to ask how are you guys out there? And I hope that you all are doing great in spite of all of the unfortunate situations that are happening in our beautiful world, but, um, you know, just be safe out there. And, uh, and, um, as you are attending to your personal lives and, um, your families and um and also know that I wish you all out there peace and blessings. The sun is shining great here. Um in the state of Arizona and the temperatures are, you know, still hot but not as hot, you know, thank God, you know, and um you know, nevertheless, you know, listeners, I'm, you know, I'm alive and well and and I know uh who and what and where I am and what it is I need to do this day and I'm praying um you know, to accomplish the things that I need with full um, mental acuity and energy and God's direction. And um, my family as well. And for that, I am truly grateful and blessed. Praise almighty God. Now, I want to give a shout out to the family of the godfather of black cinema, Melvin Van Peoples. He has transitioned, I understand. I learned this song. Earlier this morning he's been here for only eighty-nine short years, and this is being reported by Bethy e. Squires for vulture and It says that and it says that um Melvin van Peeples, widely hailed as the Godfather of black cinema has has died. He was here for just eighty-nine short years, and uh, his death was announced by the Criterion Collection and Jonas films in an unparalleled in an unparalleled career. Van Peeples made an indelible mark on the international culture landscape. He will deeply be missed. Uh, his work continues to be essential and is being celebrated at the New York Film Festival this weekend with the 50th anniversary screening of his landmark film, Sweet Sweetbacks Badass Song. Van Peoples wrote, directed, acted in, and composed for such films as Sweet, Sweet, Badass Um Song, The Story of A Three-Day Pass and Watermelon Man. Now, Van Peoples modeled uh, an independent filmmaker ethos that saw creators taking control of every facet of production. He wrote, and, you know, as I said, he directed and starred in, you know, Sweet, Sweet, Badass Song, and that was back in 1971. So according to The Hollywood Reporter, he finished production on the film in 19 days his score for the film was widely praised and paved the way for Isaac Hayes groundbreaking groundbreaking Oscar uh, win for theme from Shaft you know it's fabulous fabulous so beyond his work in film van people's wrote and um, wrote plays like ain't supposed to die a natural death which is set to return to Broadway in 2022 So his son, uh, Mario Van People said, you know, his dad knew that black images mattered and we want to be the success we see. Thus, we need to see ourselves being free. True liberation didn't mean imitating the uh, colonizers mentality, colonizers, I'm sorry, mentality. It meant appreciating the power, beauty and interconnectivity of all people. Rest in peace, God's child. I'm telling you, listeners, there's always something going on um, in our world. This is why every day is a a birthday. People celebrate their birthdays every year. I celebrate my day every day. You know, this is the day that God has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Now, I'm going to um, bring my guest on shortly, as I normally do, but, you know, I'm going to Have my talk with you, but I'm going to reprise um, my monologue that I did back in July of uh, 2020 because I feel that it is still very apropos for what is happening now. And um, what it says is that I pray that in the midst of continued global pandemic that has our entire world in a standstill negatively, it is my prayer that you all are listening to the scientists and renowned doctors who are infectious disease specialists, in particular, like Dr. Dr. Fauci, who can give you important factual information pertaining to this novel virus as they are exploring it and examining it in order to find out its derivatives and how to adequately and safely destroy it from any more harm to our world's population. I pray that you are all safe and that you are all not only Keeping, you know, that you are all keeping your entire body sterile as possible, not only just washing your hands, but that you and your spouses and children are also wearing the appropriate PPEs like facial masks upon leaving your home to do necessary tasks. And by the way, please wear your mask properly should you decide to wear a mask. This thing is airborne and your nose, your skin and your mouth, for example, are three of the main places for breathing air in and out of our bodies. This is why it's more than just washing your hands. Your whole body needs to be scrubbed. And I'm still a proponent for the six feet distancing. I also want to say that I am also grateful for all of the pharmaceuticals who are rushing with their developments for improving the vaccine. And now they have boosters for all who can and want to take the vaccine and the boosters. And I want to give a shout out to all of those participants who are allowing themselves to basically be the first individuals to test the vaccines because they're still testing vaccines variations of listeners for various trials of development because they want to see an end to this pandemic. I also want to give a shout out to all of the doctors and nurses and the EMTs, janitors and hospitals, administrative staffers, psychologists, mental health therapists, and all of the other medical officials and professionals who are constantly in the front line of duty as they are consistently putting their lives online to help assist and protect the citizens of this nation. This is what I would like to see still happen right now, listeners. I want to see the United States of America collaborate with other countries, medical experts in infectious disease and scientific organizational specialists and work consistently side by side and share data and thoughts and ideas with one another. We listeners have had pandemics in separate countries in this world, but never a global pandemic pandemic, dealing with an enemy that is unforeseen by the eye and that is massively and aggressively still traveling about. I'm telling you that all eagles need to stop. What I mean by that statement is it doesn't matter who is on the cutting edge of development or who actually develops the medicine or vaccines that will destroy this virus. What is highly imperative is That a collaborative effort must take place now. Still, it must take place now. Not tomorrow. Not next week, but now. Listeners, we need one another. Remember that I need, um, you know, I need for you guys to be collaborative with each other and be safe and protect yourselves. Remember what I read uh, to you from Chief Seattle in my July broadcast. And it goes as follows. All things are bound together. All things connect. Whatever happens to the earth happens to the children of the earth. Man did not weave the web of life. He is merely a strand in it. Whatever he does to the web, he does to himself. Chief Seattle, a global medicine and scientific collaboration, listeners must take place thank you for listening to that listeners i am ready to bring on my guest i'm going to introduce reginald c campbell mental health therapist friend to the show best mental health therapist and he's my brother good morning reginald
0: hey good morning and good morning to uh you and your listeners and uh good morning michelle
1: Okay, Michelle. Good morning. Yeah. Thank good morning.
0: Thank you for being
1: on. Thank you for being on my show. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Um.
0: Oh, I, and, and and can I can I just quickly say something? Uh, I'm sure, sorry. sure. Uh, uh-huh. uh Regarding uh, Mario
1: Van Peoples. Sorry,
0: Melvin Van Melvin Van, Melvin
1: Peoples. Van Peoples. Uh-huh.
0: and uh, and his son Mario, who was an acclaimed actor himself. Yes. So before there was a Tyler Perry. There was a Mario
1: Van People Van Peoples, and yep. so
0: this is the importance. You of mean Melvin? Those, his uh, dad. I'm sorry, Melvin Van Peoples, uh-huh. and you know this is the importance of of knowing history and recognizing the shoulders of those that we stand on. You know, um, and and just quickly also uh, with with Isaac Hayes, all of the great music that that he wrote
2: prior mm-hmm. to
0: being. Um, an independent performer himself. I mean, he wrote all of the stuff for Sam and Dave and all of that. You know, the, mm-hmm. the uh, you, you know, we had the Memphis sound, we had the Motown sound, we had the Philadelphia sound, and we mm-hmm. had the Muscle Shoals Alabama sound, you know. Mm-hmm. In the 60s and 70s, the people growing up, you knew that sound when you heard a Motown record. You knew that was a Motown. Mm-hmm. When you heard mm-hmm. uh, Philly, You you knew that was a Linda Creed song, you know. So, and how Prince would um, play all of the instruments on all of his songs. Isaac Hayes was doing that. He was doing that in the late 60s and early 70s. Uh, mm-hmm. On the Shaft album, every instrument he played, he would do one track, and then do another track, and do another track, and then put it all together, which is miraculous. You know, just think of playing drums, but you haven't yeah. added at the horn session you haven't added the guitar set, you know, section. So again, mm-hmm. Prince is one of those people who standing on the shoulders of, of uh, the late great Isaac Hayes. So, so I just wanted to say that too. Yeah. To, uh, uh, you know, recognize, uh, Melvin Van Peebles, Van Peebles. and, Peebles. you know, yeah. just, just, just a great, 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 yeah. great man. Yeah.
1: Just a great, yeah. just a great man. And, um, You know, uh, nothing came across my phone about him, but, you know, that's what happens when you're when you're researching and things like that. And I was like, you know, I did not know that, but I wanted to acknowledge him. He's just one of the great um, um, people that, you know, have unfortunately um, transitioned um, uh, recently. But um, once again, um, you know, I wanted to acknowledge him and, uh, you know, and I hope his family is um, is uh, doing well and that they're safe. And that's still once again. Rest in peace, God's child. Okay, let's um, get to go- get moving here. Um, I'm also going to uh, reprieve um, one of the things back in July 2020, and I want to start off with Michelle. Um, Joyce Myers is one of my most uh, admired and respected ministers. You know, she stated that change can be initially frightening, but eventually refreshing, says Joyce Myers. She also stated that God is the medicine we need for the healing of our soul in a recent broadcast. So, okay, let's go with that last statement that I just quoted from, you know, Joyce Myers that she said that um, change can be initially frightening, but eventually refreshing, you know, that's what she says. So she says that God is the medicine we need for the healing of our soul. So... Joe Biden stated in his inaugural and campaign speech, um, Michelle and Reginald, but I want to hear from Michelle first, you know, that the soul of this nation needs to be healed. Okay, so therefore, in my perspective, in putting the aforementioned into rational thought or a rational thinking pattern, wouldn't therefore we as citizens who are believers um, in God, who are intelligent, who deem ourselves intelligent with uh, common sense. um. Think that the soul of this nation still needs to be healed. And, um, you know, so because the sickness that has a hold on us right now, again, is too much, or the need, you know, is too grandiose, and therefore the assistance to cure things that the sickness that we are presently encapsulated in at this moment still is beyond our control as human beings, as it is seemingly things that we are not. Capable of getting rid of in order to move forward, such as racism, hate, inequality, unjust behaviors, and covid nineteen so do you feel that there is any validity to what I just stated michelle
3: well th- my my perspective on that is that you can't heal something you don't acknowledge and mm-hmm. if- uh, in coaching one of the things they used to talk about is uh taming the gremlin and uh it, in the healing process much like the 12 step program where you acknowledge and you make amends you have to acknowledge what it is you're healing from
2: mm-hmm. and
3: i don't think we as a have ever done that as evidenced by these crazy people running around denying science and uh all these other things you, you cannot you cannot work with something you don't acknowledge and I'm sure Reggie could, could uh support that statement you have to be aware and and name it and
1: then you can move forward exactly exactly but this is this is the scary part you know people are not acknowledging it Reginald your take on it
0: Well, you know, Mark Twain said that no amount of ignorance can persuade an idiot. So, again, let me say that. No amount of evidence can persuade an idiot. And, you know, when you see some of the things that, uh, you know, people are believing and listening to from, you know, from different uh, right-wing news organizations and things like that, it's just just mind-blowing. And this Mm -hmm. country does need healing. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it does. There are things that this country has not just kind of piggybacking on what Michelle was saying. This country, until it recognizes and admits the, the, the hardship and the cruelty of, of racism, of slavery, of, 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 of the things of, of what they're trying to pass in Texas now and other in Florida to prevent people from voting. Are you kidding me? You know, mm-hmm. and then people want to pretend like, oh, this this doesn't happen. This is this, this isn't happening. Well, it is. What Dr. King mm-hmm. said that sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity are the most are the two most dangerous things in the world, and that's true. So until we recognize what is happening, and 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 you know, work to continue to rectify those things, we're going to continue to have it. And then the danger of just the lie of, of mm-hmm. the lies that continue to be just put out there, you know, by Trump and and others, and mm-hmm. um, you know, people talk about God, but it depends on what and who your God is and what exactly. your God is worshiping. Because mm-hmm. God, is, the, the the God that I I I know and love and worship, is about love, is about caring, It's about forgiveness. You know, it, it's about all of those things. I mean, since you know of a situation that happened with me earlier this week that kind of, you know, stumbled me, a gentleman, gentleman made made a mistake about something, about sending an email to me, which really threw me off my square. But but praying that night and talking to God, I have to say, wait a minute, give this man some grace. He didn't do this on purpose. You know, uh, I, I can't cast the first stone. And what is it that I need to see and learn from this mistake? So,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: that's that's kind of how I feel on that on that topic, that situation.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I coin a lot of phrases, and I coined a phrase that goes like this: the just recognition of one's mistakes clears the soul for moving forward. So, the the thing is, is that um, people still don't people still don't understand that. And, and as you all have already said, and I've said this on my program so many times before, until you recognize your own faults, will you not only be able to move forward? And it's it's very sad that we're still dealing with the, the, the severity, not just a you know, Oh, well, you know, it's not like it's just a cold, you know, common cold or flu season. We're dealing with something that is extremely severe. And um, people still are not recognizing. I mean, if you just have any kind of open eyes, if you go out and about in your day, you can see that people are acting as though nothing is happening. You know, it, it's okay. You know, um, the, the media is also not giving the right information. I know a lot of people who work at funeral homes and in the hospital. And what they're saying to me is totally different than what's being said on the news. Okay. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's it's just, it's just crazy. Okay, let's get into another discussion. So still on the same, on the same wavelength, Reginald, Um, Mm -hmm. as I said, that people are acting as though nothing is happening with the lack of caution, such as not wearing the proper PPEs and things, you know. However, as I said before, conflicting information from the media coupled with Individuals who do not feel that the pandemic is, you know, the pandemic is not real, can be feeders to the information. I also feel, Reginald, that perhaps they are scared or they are just exhausted and tired of all of the misinformation and and are not certain, you know, like what what to do. And that has caused a wave shift, a wayward shift. In their reasoning process, or they just don't care about themselves, which plays into downward care about others, or it could be all of the above. Okay, so now, you know, as I'm looking at 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 um, you know research because I'm always doing that, um, Healthline dot com. David Mills reported on 9-21-2021, and it says this in part in in part that hospitalizations for COVID-19 have dropped slightly to under 90,000, although experts remain concerned about the impact these cases are having on overall medical services. Okay. It also says, in part, hospitalizations are at slightly more than 87,000 and 4,000 fewer than a week ago. Overall, the United States has reported more than 42 million COVID-19 cases since the pandemic began. A CDC report released September 10th stated that unvaccinated people, and we want to have a discussion about this, in the United States are 10 times more likely to be hospitalized with COVID-19 and 11 times more likely to die from the disease than people who, um, you know, have been, you know, vaccinated. So despite the stabilization of COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations, experts aren't convinced yet that the current surge has peaked? Your comments, Reginald. And then I want to hear from you, Michelle.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's, there's so much information and, and or misinformation. And then the reality that, you know, the scientists are still learning about this disease. You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just three or four months ago, we didn't hear about the Delta uh, variant. Uh, now there's another variant they're talking about, so so they're still learning that uh, you know what this disease is doing, what it's about, how to how to combat it. So it's so it's still in the in the early stages. Um, they also have to understand that everyone can't take the um, vaccination you know, because of whatever medical condition or your immune system or or whatever, you know, just like everybody can't take uh, penicillin. You know, I know you and your sons, you know, my nephews, they, you know, can't take penicillin. Everybody can't take the flu shot. I take the flu shot every year, but a friend of mine can't take the flu shot. She can't take because it would make her definitely ill, you know, so, so, but we have to be careful about the information that's put out there. And the unfortunate thing is that, this information has been politicized.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
0: been politicized, and it's all mixed up in not only being politicized, but also a tinge of racism as well.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: and that's the unfortunate sick part that is being politicized for a few people who think that is, is their well-being. So, um, so and, I don't know. People just. Yeah. Just, just people just need, you know, and want and deserve the correct information about this because this is, this is serious business.
1: Yes, Michelle. um, I want to hear your comments, but also, um, you know, when they were talking about the antibodies, all right, I'm going to keep bringing that up. And um, you know, there's uh, unfortunately there's a lot of people who are, um, you know, transitioning from this disease. However, You know, it was stated um, from early original and Michelle, as you guys remember that, oh, we're saving the antibodies to give to people when they come to the hospital. Should they be stricken by this unfortunate disease? Um, I don't know, you know, if that is happening. Uh, Your thoughts, Michelle? Well, again,
3: I I think it's, it's the it's not a lack of information. It's the willingness to understand what's going on. And I agree with you. I, I look at people, they go around, they, they don't think there's anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I this monochromal antibodies has been sort of a well-kept secret. And uh, Rachel Maddow has done a tremendous job getting that information out, but not everybody listens to Rachel Maddow and... Mm-hmm. Uh, Not that she has all the answers, but that's not the point. Uh, I think Mm. people need to take personal responsibility. We've become a nation of victims here. And Mm -hmm. it's very easy because when you're a victim, you're not responsible. And uh, I think that's the first step is the acknowledgement. Once again, as I said earlier, we have Mm -hmm. to acknowledge that we have to take responsibility. We can't blame other people for everything. That, mm-hmm. that goes on, and that's the root of this this horrible uh, racism and, mm-hmm. and all of these other things. It's not just black people. Look at what we did to the Japanese Americans in the World War II. Uh, the Jews have been persecuted for thousands of years. There's nothing new on that front. And it's mm-hmm. this, this fear of the other, which is built mm-hmm. by these, these criminals in office that that take advantage of people. The shock mm-hmm. doctrine by uh, Naomi, Naomi um, I think Naomi Klein is her name. She wrote a beautiful yeah. book called The Shock Doctrine, and it's how mm-hmm. governments are shifted into this, uh, you know, uh, the fascism and mm-hmm. away from democracy because democracy gives gives power to people rather than to a small group. So exactly. Uh, I, I really think people just need to wake up and stop blaming everybody. It's like kids who blame their parents all the time for everything. Exactly,
1: for everything. Yeah, well, you know, um, you know, Michelle and Reginald, you know, self-centered people do not accept responsibility. Um, It's like Joyce Meyer, you know, um, um, you know, it was kind of funny, but she was very serious when she said, you know, they're thinking, you know, what about me? What about me? Like a like a robot. Um, it, it, th- this, uh, uh, individuals, as I've said before, um, this isn't anything, um, that's new. That, from my, um, uh, viewpoint, because I have well been checking the temperature of individuals who have been consistently, um, um, unplugging themselves from the source, which is God. And I don't care. I go back to that all the time because He's everything to me. I'm not saying that He has to be everything for you. Okay, but he's everything to me and he runs the show. All right. So when you unplug yourself from the source something is happening, I mean, so what is it? What is the what is the reason for for all of this? Something is happening. But people refuse to think, as I said, that they're self-centered, that, you know, that they are all of that in 17 bag of chips and they're not because, as you can see, they can't even get past this um um pandemic, I mean we've been in in the Spanish flu, okay, and out from history, I wasn't here I, I maybe I was I don't know where my soul has been, but um um but you know they we had to deal with the the Spanish flu, and uh, people were hard headed then if you read any of the um uh read any of the history from that, so it's like people just keep doing the same doggone thing over and over and over again, and which is why. We have not been able to move past um, any of the things that that, you know, the unfortunate, nasty, ugly things that that has happened. And once again, I would like to know what the heck is going on with the antibodies. You got people in there. They got all of these antibodies sitting there breathing and pulsating, wanting to be used. Why in the heck aren't you giving them to people? They said that, you know, when a person comes in with this, they're going to start giving them the, the antibodies. For me if that's the case then why do we have so many deaths? That's all I that's all I'm saying Reginald. You know what I mean?
0: Mhm. Uh well could it be that it's uh not a money maker right now? So <laughs> you know if 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 it's a money maker uh, uh believe me they're you know they're going to they're going to jump on it. And and mm-hmm. we have to be able to do to to walk and chew bubble gum at the same time. I mean, why can't there be antibodies uh, being used and and also you know the other the other vaccinations being used you know i mean uh, look when you go into some fast food restaurants so or a restaurant in general, it's not just one thing on the meal you know so you know there's four or five or six or eight or nine different things you can you can choose from because of you know what will work because best you for have you. the yeah um you know so and, so and people need to stop with this. Uh, you know, my my and, and, and I'm sure maybe you guys see this as well. You, you can just kind of see it. If you go somewhere going to store and you're wearing your mask, you know, there are people give you that if, if they're not wearing one. They give you that look. You know, yeah, well, like,
1: well, you know, Reginald and Michelle, what about the report that was said recently that this guy in Texas um, family came in there with their mask on and he told them to get out because they had masks on. OK, so mm-hmm. do you do you understand what I'm saying? You know, and I and I and I just and I'm just going to say it. That's retardation at its best. OK, I know retardation is is a, is a, a word that is not no longer used in the uh, psychological and mental health community, but I'm using it um, because why would you do that? I mean, this it's it's so crazy. You know what I'm saying? So um, this report uh, goes on to say that the CDC reports that Alaska is a leader on a per capita basis with 778 cases per 100,000 residents over the past days. California has the lowest per capita um, of these cases uh, rate at 94 cases per 100,000 residents. And Schaefer said uh, states with high rates of COVID-19 transmission can affect the country as a whole. Hello, because we are breathing in the same doggone air, you know, um, it goes on to say, areas of on- ongoing intense COVID transmission can be a reservoir for spread to other parts of the U.S. through travel, okay, and the interactions of population. This mixing is occurringly is I'm sorry, this mix is occurring briskly as our population wishes to return to a semblance of normal behavior and activities. Okay. So as I said before, I know that people want to see their families. They want to be with their families. They want to, you know, do this and do that and everything, you know, but here, here comes the, but you need to be cognizant and aware and reasonable and infuse your common sense because you should be saying to yourself in, you know, in, in implementing the hmm factor, you know, okay, we're doing all of this stuff and this thing is increasing. And the thing is, is as I uh, someone uh, we were discussing, um, you know, this this variant and um, I said, well, it's just like a cold. If you have a cold and you do nothing about it, then it turns into the flu. If you don't do anything about the flu, then it turns into pneumonia, you know, and then you know what that can turn into. So I mean th- this this is this is what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying, Michelle? People still are not you know um recognizing and, and 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 I also feel don't want to recognize because perhaps they're thinking well if I pay it no attention it'll go away. You know what I mean, Michelle?
3: Oh yeah, That's magical thinking. That's uh, ridiculous. It's the, I am forever amazed at the lack of knowledge that people have how their bodies work. Mm-hmm. I, I find that fascinating.
2: Mm-hmm. How
3: that, that the whole idea of what you were saying, is it's, it's the secondary infection that's going to get you. Yeah, you get a cold, and then you get bronchitis, and then you get pneumonia, and then you get... They don't understand how that progresses. Mm-hmm. I, I find the ignorance of this country is like a disease. Mm-hmm. It, it's fascinating. Uh, people don't discuss things anymore, like this program no.
2: is so no. healthy.
3: That, uh, when, when I was growing up, uh, everything wasn't peachy, believe me. But the, the fact is is that there were conversations. People were, there were interfaith dialogues. There were all kinds of things so that you have a better understanding. Mm-hmm. Of
2: faith.
3: I find people like to just wall themselves off. They can't be bothered if it interferes with their uh, housewives of Atlanta. You know, I, yeah. just, I I guess I throw up my hands at some point. I'm sorry to say,
2: Teresa.
1: Yeah, no, I, I understand. And I uh, thank you for the, the compliment about my show. But this is why, you know, I have this show. One of the, the reasons that I have it is informative and, and, and um, good information. If you want to look at it, I do give you the guidelines of where to go where I got this information so that you can uh, form your own opinion. Um, You know, um, um, I was going to be broadening my dinner table conversations. um, And, you know, I have dinner table conversations on my show. You know, I don't talk about that much uh, dinner table conversations, giving you a specific thing under uh, 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 dinner table conversations. But, um, you know, listeners, I do give you food for thought. Okay. Okay. And the thing is, is that to take it, um, you know, like you you were saying, saying Michelle, to take it and then discuss it, have a discussion about it, but you know, people they they don't. And this is what I'm saying about the removal of the, you know, removing themselves from the source. It's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just outlandish and and sad. Okay, thank you guys for that conversation. Now let's move on, uh, Michelle. In Wyoming, where Gabby Petita's body was found, indigenous people campaign for their missing independent, uh, for, their, for their missing um, individuals. This is being reported by Independent News, Julie Charnette on 9-22-2021. It says in part, Reginald and Michelle, we're second class. This is what the indigenous people are saying. So we might find out, we might get this person by ourselves someday, whenever people out there, uh, out People out here don't expect that something's going to be solved quickly because it isn't. The tragic case of Gabby Petito is not lost on the indigenous people um, in the Wyoming area. Many of them still want to hear what happened to their missing or murdered loved ones without answers. And it's a lot of that happening, but there's really no conversations, a lot of it about it. Since 2021, you all, 710 indigenous persons have been reported missing. In 22 counties, 50% of them are female. Many families never found their loved ones and still seek answers. After the past decade came and went without much change in solving these crimes, local citizens took action which sparked sparked much-needed conversation. In the United States, four out of five indigenous people have experienced violence. For the women, most of the perpetrators were out, were, you know, of other races. They were not an indigenous person. In 2019, students and community organizers decided enough was enough and organized a significant event to get the attention of lawmakers and citizens, and it worked. For example, Keepers of the Fire, which is an organization to preserve Native American culture in the University of Wyoming, at the University of Wyoming, sponsored a March for Justice. I did not hear that, but that's a great thing. Community members shared personal stories of missing loved ones to raise awareness for the murdered or missing women and girls. This caught the attention of Governor Mark Gordon, who convened a task force. To look into how the state could assist in addressing the problem with communities and law enforcement, your comment, Michelle.
3: Well, I am forever amazed at the amount of trafficking that goes on here. Uh, I mm-hmm. I I remember growing up, you hear you know uh, odd stories here and there, but this has become a national pastime. All of these. Sex trafficking, we become so sexualized because, I don't don't know, I'm very frustrated by the whole thing, whether it's Mm -hmm. indigenous people, the fact that it's women, that we've been trafficking women. You talk about slavery, that's a form of slavery, Mm -hmm. sex trafficking, and Mm -hmm. uh, to the higher ups, look at this Prince Andrew now is being sued Mm
2: -hmm. by
3: those idiots that they they were over there with that jeffrey Epstein. i mean mm-hmm. uh, it was. I, you just have to shake your head and 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 say what what's going on and because no one is held accountable the fact that he's a prince i don't care they're the most mm-hmm. likely look at jack the ripper they thought was part of the royal family
2: so mm-hmm.
3: uh, i don't uh, the fact that we have these layers of, oh, you're better than me, or I'm better than you, or what that's that part of the problem, is that these stratifications of, of society, it's nothing more than a caste system.
1: hmm Well, I mean, we got, you know, the, um, you know, the past um, person who was at the White House, he still has yet to be accountable for the things that he's done. So I, I agree with you that it does. It seems like it's a national pastime. Okay, we'll just snatch these women and you know nothing's gonna happen to us. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, you know, it's just outlandish. So Reginald, the report goes on to say that it focuses on homicides, missing persons, media coverage compared to other races and interviews with tribal community leaders. Communications uh, was studied across the board. It also analyzed data from National Crime Information Center, the NCIC, and National Missing and Unidentified Persons System, which is the NAMUS, along with other database nationwide to see how information could be added regarding indigenous homicides and missing persons. Almost half of homicides between 1999 and 2017 were missing from FBI and other agency databases a member of the Wind River Indian Reservation stated this is a big issue and not a lot of people are aware of it because it doesn't affect them. But when it happens, it doesn't affect just the family. It affects the whole community, regional. And another noted that I want people in this state to remember that the citizens of Wind River Reservation are citizens of Wyoming as well, and deserve a voice in our government, and they deserve a voice to be treated like citizens. So this also goes on to say what, um, um, you know, you all have said before in previous shows and what I've said, and particularly what Michelle just said a few moments ago, it's like a national freaking pastime. And it's also like a national freaking pastime that we'll do this on people that, that this country seemingly... Do not care about, and nothing is going to happen. So we'll just continue to be an ass. Your comment, Reginald.
0: Well, it's that that's unfortunate. And when you talk about racism, and that's just strictly racism, it, you know, people want to say, "Oh no, it's it, it's not that. It's it, mm. it, it's truly not not that." But it's marginalizing people of color, which is something that this country has done and continues to try and do. The marginalizing Mm -hmm. of people of color, that's why you have these governors in Texas, in Florida, and other states that are prohibiting people from voting. And when you talk about these kind of things, people want to, oh, no, that's that's not the case. What are you talking about? You know, uh, you know, Albert Einstein took maybe I'm doing a lot of quotes today. But Albert Einstein said that racism, he said that racism is a disease of white people. And I do not intend to be quiet about it. And he took a lot of flack about that. Now, I'm not saying all white people. You know, come on. So before you start saying, oh, he, no, I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. But we have to be honest about the racist past and the continuing of trying to do this with the right, with the right wing, with Trump and his mm-hmm. types and followers. I mean, it is what it is. And it's it, a shame it, yeah. that you have, you know, these young women of color who were being snatched and everything. And it's just like, okay, you know, the same effort that they put towards Gabby, bless her heart. May she rest in peace. It's the same type of effort that needs to be put on any woman and especially women of color.
1: Because for me, a life is a life is a life. Okay. There is no variation we all come from God. We all are made out of we all are made um, out of compressed molecular. Uh, I'm sorry, um, um, uh, molecules and 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 love and energy and, and combined. And you know, we, we all have red and white corpuscles. You know, we all have a funnel-shaped artery that's in our chest, that's the size of a bald fist, called a heart, and we have a brain. So the the thing about it is the differentiation, and the nastiness, and the and the, the the colonization of people when those stupid boats came over here has never been corrected. If you want to know why something is happening to you, or if you want to know like why this what we're talking about is happening, you need to go back to to history and find out from whence it's come. And then check all of the 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 patterns about it, the road from which has been traveled, and and see if you know, okay, has any corrections been done about that? Okay, um, maybe one, maybe two, but no. And and what were they? And did they really make any um uh, you know any difference? Uh, my my answer is no. See, but but I, I just have to say this um um uh Michelle and Reginald and my listeners and, and Reginald knows is that our grandfather was Native American. So, you know, it, it all lives are matters to me. All lives matter to me. I mean that, that that young woman, uh you know, Gabby, whose life was taken, and they believe that it was her, you know, boyfriend, uh whoever he was, boyfriend or or fiance or whatever. And um, I hope that they're, you know, they're brought, he is he or whoever did it is brought to justice quickly, quickly and swiftly, you know, but there also needs to be justice in any of these cases, not just this case, in any of these cases, you know, the um, the last thing I want to say about this report is that it, uh, it said that when the report was released, it came with numerous recommendations, including the need for state, federal and local po- uh, policymakers to consider improved protocol and data systems, designated representatives for indigenous victims and families and further awareness initiatives. Thank you, Jesus. OK, so, Michelle, we're moving on to another topic. Um yes. Damon Damon John of Fubu fame. I don't know if you're familiar with the Fubu um um uh wear, uh Fubu wear, you know, it's a clothing line that was started by Damon John and he is also on the shark tank, he's a shark. And uh-huh. uh he was recently on TMZ and he talked about the labor shortage in this country. Now he stated in part that employers are hiring as young as 13 and 14 years old to fill the gap for the need of employees in the workplace. I'm like, hmm, let me pause this and let me do some research right now. Okay, so SHRM's Roy Marr reported on 7-6-2021 that employers are hiring more teens to ease labor shortages. It says in part that teenage workers are the hot commodity, you know, for this past summer, as employers are desperate to fill the jobs. Conditions are creating the best summer hiring, uh, opportunities for teen teenage job seekers in years with employers showing more willingness to hire candidates without experience as well as offer greater flexible uh, flexibility and higher wages signing bonuses and perks than in summer past now and teens are responding to the demand in May the share of 16 to 19 year olds for example considered part of the workforce, rose to partly 37%, the highest rate since the Great Recession. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the unemployment rate for 16 to 19 years old dropped in May to 9.6%, its lowest level since 1953, and down from nearly 30% in May of 2020. So, So, Michelle... Some people are saying that the teens are taking jobs from adults who need them the most and that they are inexperienced to handle day-to-day business crisis. What are your thoughts on that? And then, Reginald, I, I, I want to hear you chime in.
3: Well, I I think they've got it backwards, especially part-time jobs and jobs like at McDonald's and things like that. Mm-hmm. The joke is that those those Jobs paid less because they were filled with teenagers. It was never mm-hmm. intended to raise a family by working at McDonald's mm-hmm. so now we've changed the whole paradigm when we have older people and and all kinds of people working at these menial jobs
2: mm-hmm. and
3: it's, it's it's come full circle now It's just mm-hmm. that people took advantage the 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 owners took advantage of course. Of the workforce, and this is what you get is is the situation that you're talking about. We're mm-hmm. we're back to the teenagers again, and then that's why the service is so horrific. I mm-hmm. I, I, I shake every day. <laughs> I just i flabbergasted. You speak to people. You're on hold for thirty minutes. For just mm-hmm. hang up the phone. I can't sit on hold for thirty minutes anymore. Hmm. There is just well, no sense of service, and that's why they keep talking about service. If you haven't experienced positive service, you cannot deliver positive service because mm-hmm. your expectation is what you're delivering to somebody else.
1: Hmm. Well, you know, I've said before, and, and we've had uh, a discussion about this that the overall service in this country sucks, and I and I don't care it's it's the truth and that they that organizations a lot of them I'm not going to say everyone a lot of organizations are hiring um you know uh, these these uh, young people who you know it's good that they want to work you know uh this adds uh responsibility um to to their being you know being responsible hopefully that that's what that's what they're doing and, um, um, you know, but the thing is, as you said before, it was never intended such as McDonald's and Burger King. Those jobs were for teenagers. They weren't for grown people, although they should have had, you know, back then they ha- did have a grown person who was at the helm. But now they got some 20 year old who's at the helm and don't have any experience, which is another reason for the downfall in service. And, oh, we're out of cups and, oh, we don't have any straws and, oh, we don't. Oh, 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 oh. You know, so um, and then companies have become very uh, greedy and they become very gullible to self the self-centeredism, you know, that's going on in this in this um in this country and, and in this world. So, you know, the report also says that on the other hand, the data show um, that the rising demand for workers has driven hourly wages higher. I don't know about all of that, Reginald, but it's been driven by major logistics and e-commerce retailers like Walmart, Amazon, Costco and Target that have set a wage umbrella for the industry. Implementing 15 to 16 dollars an hour starting wages has created wage pressure for other employees. That's a shame. Employers, that's a shame if anybody is paying less than that. It's a shame that they're even paying that. We've also seen an increasing use of sign on bonuses and retention benefits. For hourly workers and white-collar type benefits, reskilling and development programs, debt-free education programs, and accelerated managerial job pathing, making its way to hourly workers. So, Reginald, what about the pay salary for these teens? Perhaps adults are not opting for these positions because they're saying, you know, that there's a downfall in the uh, employment, you know, across the board. You know, we can't fill these jobs. We're having a problem finding jobs and And if we're out and about, you know, we do see signs even at the post office, you know, hiring, you know, got big signs there. You know, so perhaps adults are not opting for these positions because they actually need a salary that they can attribute to their responsibilities for living purposes, such as supporting their families. Your thoughts?
0: Well, I think a lot of these companies have used COVID to lower salaries. And, you know, because of COVID, how a lot of people have have, uh, had lost their employment, you know, a lot of these companies are like, okay, there's a lot of jobs out here. But what are those jobs paying? Mm -hmm. You know, so is it worth my time to go to drive an hour for twelve dollars an hour? Because, you know, by the time I get done with gas and this and that, you know, it's like, is it is it really worth it? Yeah. Uh, You know, these companies and Michelle, you're right. Look, you call somewhere. It's like, look, I don't your wait time is. 15 minutes. Well, I don't have 15 minutes to, you know, sit here and wait or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they'll say you can chat. Just go online and you can. chat. Well, the chat line. No, I want to talk to a human being. And it's mm-hmm. ridiculous that there's one fast food restaurant that I go to to get my coffee, This like, I like my decaf. But no matter what time you drive through there, oh, sir, can you go over there and we'll bring your coffee out? And it's 10, 15 minutes, you know, later, or you have to go in and say, hey, where's my coffee? Oh, we forgot. So why is, you know, McDonald's not having coffee twenty ready twenty four seven and I've gone in the morning, afternoon, evening, and it's the whole thing. Well, it's because of the workforce and the quality of the workforce and what people are paying. Or mm-hmm. what what these companies are paying. And then they want to make the excuse, oh my God, we can't pay anybody fifteen dollars an hour. So we're gonna to have to raise the price of of, of the meals, you know, to a dollar or two. No, it's just greed. You know, it's, it's just, just, it's it, just total it, greed.
1: Yeah, and um, you know, well the, you know, well the thing um is also because I'm I'm running out of time the things are you know that they're doing their best to shove robots, um, and things down um, um, uh, uh, their you know their patients throat, uh, their patrons throats, you know, like um, uh, I can help you, and I'm like, no, you cannot. I want to, you know, talk to you know customer service. You know, okay, well now I'll transfer you. So these companies have gotten so used to um, the, you know, the the um, the greedology that this is what I'm saying, and the disconnect um, from the source, which is um, um, Almighty God, and uh, they they don't they don't care. You know, they don't care. It's like you know, I want to make sure that. You know, I get my thirty five million dollar bonus, you know, and or in the case of the, um, you know, the, the the guy who's over the helm of Apple, it is said that he's going to get a seven hundred and fifty million dollar bonus this year. OK, so um, mm-hmm. I mean, how ridiculous is that? Mm-hmm. You know, but but anyway, you know, um um, as I said before, and I'll say it again, there will never man will never be able to write enough code, implement enough algorithms or anything else in a in a in a robot. That will be adequate and or e- even remotely near of what God has designed and implemented in the brain. OK, I got one minute. <laughs> OK. All right. Well, thank you very much. For your your conversations, thank you, Randy, for keeping me on time. Um, I appreciate you listening to me, Michelle and Reginald. I appreciate you both uh, for your your insightness and your commentaries it was fabulous. I'm sure my listeners enjoyed it too. Um, you guys get out there and you make it a great day. Remembering our thoughts, our prayers, and we are always praying our thoughts, are prayers. So be careful what you're saying. All right, to yourself and others. God bless you all. Be safe. Be blessed peace and love. This is Teresa E. Keeves. Talk to you next month.